break your watching of the world ending to bring you some fucking entertainment welcome everybody to the fat cast tonight on the show we have a guest for just a few minutes uh tommy meadows is with us waste is with us gr liars is with us uh tommy how's life going we're glad to hear from you uh what's going on bud uh you know it's busy working doing school yeah school's gonna be finishing up here in the next few months i hope uh six i think Six months, and I'm going to tell you what right now. A lot of people on the forums don't understand that you're talking to a man that's going to have his master's degree in six months. Does Downsy have a master's degree? I don't think so. <laughs> I wrote a 67-page essay. You what? He wrote a he wrote a 67-page essay in America. He said. Did he? Something like that. Was Did it you... copy and paste job from Wikipedia though? Probably. Okay. <laughs> Well, Gene, our liars, we got wasted on the show. Uh, the show, guys, tonight, uh, just so we can tell everyone in the audience, it was kind of a clusterfuck. We were trying to get people on. I saw that Tommy was on, so he decided to hop on for a few minutes, even though the man's fucking... Tommy, how many hours a week are you working right now? Like 70? Uh, not anymore. It's like 50 right now. So, you know, a white man in his, uh, you know, mid-30s working 50 fucking hours a week. Uh, uh, Tommy, do, do you now have a brand new house with a swimming pool in the backyard and a brand new Cadillac? Fuck no. Fuck no. That's in your privilege. Well, listen, from, from what they tell me, that's what all white men who work 50 hours a week mm. and have almost a master's degree, they should all be living in fucking, you know, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars $400,000 homes. I mean, you're white. Why isn't that happening? No, I live around blacks and Indians. Um, you live in a multicultural, ethnic, diverse group. Yeah, unfortunately. You know the funniest thing they like to do is uh, that group that you play with, uh, the Mexicans and the Indians and the blacks, they like to play a game where it's called stealing things from each other. Like, it's not really stealing because they, you know, it just goes in a circle. So one of them will get new tires and rims, and then the other one will take it. And then they'll put it on their car. A few weeks later, then the other person will take it. And then it's like the circle of life. Well, eventually the original black guy's car... Getting his fucking wheels back. Are, are we playing? Are we playing GTA San Andreas right now? Dude, America is GTA. I don't know if you realize this or not, but we are basically Grand Theft Auto right now in Houston because the fucking border is open. There's been fucking more murders in Houston than Chicago, Detroit, and Washington D.C. since the beginning of the year. They have like fucking sixty or seventy homicides for just one month last month. 
in I Houston. Think, I think that's more than we had in my city last year. Well, aren't most of your homicides in your city due to moose-related accidents where it's either a moose or a fucking, you know, a hockey fight gone wrong? Well, don't, if it's a moose, it's not really a homicide. It's it's more of a, a manslaughter. But uh, there's definitely hockey fights. Um, most of those are taken care of before the puck drop of the next game. So, you know, we usually, if we're going to get in a fight, we do. And then we have a couple beers and laugh about it, right? Very rarely does it lead to death. <laughs> Now, does it make you feel concerned that, like, right now, if you look at the world, and and I'm not going to get into the Ukraine and Russia, obviously, fuck the Soviet pigs, uh, Ragnar's out there. I mean, guys, you know, you hear about these Chechen warriors, they ain't shit. Ragnar, from my knowledge, and I I can't really speak to this much, he PM'd me the other day. I can't expose his alt because he wants to keep it quiet. He said to me, Braski, and I said, yes, Ragnar. He goes, listen, the other night, I raped four goats, three soldiers, and all of their wives. I go, how did you rape their wives, Ragnar? He goes, I went over from Ukraine, raped and killed soldiers, raped goats. Then I travel on bus over to Russia. I bring their IDs and I go rape their wives afterwards. And I said, Jesus Christ, that's really, really disturbing. He goes, yes, but this is efficient. It sends message. You got a point there. You got a point. This guy is literally killing Soviet soldiers, invaders in the Ukraine grabbing their IDs from their wallets, raping their farm animals or farm animals in the nearby, then proceeding to take a bus back over to Russia to rape their wives. <laughs> and, you know, he's, he's killing two birds with one stone there. He's obviously getting his rocks off, but he's also stopping that bloodline. Have and, you, are you a little bit concerned right now? Like when you look at a Justin Trudeau and uh, uh, Zelensky are both uh, World Economic Forum members and they kicked Putin out of the World Economic Forum and then they kept playing Hava Nakira Hata Nakira Hata. I, I didn't know what that meant, but they kept playing that. Uh, wasted. What do you think? I think all the leaders of the, the West have come out of the, the World Economic Forum, even, even Tulsi Gabbard. I found out the other day, so you can't really trust her. She came from Hawaii, out of the same CIA program as uh, Obama. You you know, that's just disappointing to hear, because when you find out that, like, hey, you know, not only is the United States government lying to us once a fucking again, but, like, we got chemical weapon labs over in the Ukraine. It's like, what the fuck? Like, can we ever just not be the douchebag in the room? I mean, don't get me wrong. Soviets are fucking pieces of shit for invading and killing innocent people. But can we stop fucking agitating shit? You know, anytime, anytime that Klaus Schwab is, is looked at as a world leader or a leader in really anything, um, we're in trouble, right? So uh, Listen, there's been a war that started. You know, well over a hundred, and uh, let me let me try to get this right. I think it was a hundred and uh, Jesus Christ, a hundred and eleven years ago now. Uh, there was this war, and they had all these you know British people. They were coming over to America. They were on this boat, and they're on this big boat, and they were they had some people from the World Economics. You know, they were going to come and talk about the uh, Federal Reserve and vote on it or not. And the first act of terrorism is when um, this berg named Ice, you know, it, it killed his boat. It sunk this type boat called the Titanic. It was a berg. Okay. Story. Uh-huh. Heisenberg. Kreidenberg. Was it an iceberg full of turkeys? 
What about turkeys wasted? I thought you were talking about the Mayflower going across the U.S. and then the, the iceberg was full of turkeys and it crashed into the Titanic. <laughs> I was getting confused. Wasted, how fucked up are you right now? Uh, I, I drank a bottle of gin. So. And now I'm drinking beer in 7-Eleven. Thank you, Wasted. And Tommy, I know you can't stay long tonight, but uh, could you give us kind of, you know, what's your thoughts on lately? Anything like if you could tell anyone, you know, realistically, what's on your mind right now, what would it be? Oh, man, I've, I've been trying to avoid it, man. Like, I'm trying to, like, detox my mind from all this shit. That is incredibly healthy. And guess what? Because you gave me that answer. I'm not going to fucking bother you with it, buddy. That's incredibly no, healthy. I and I'm proud of you. So, like, I call my parents once a week, and it's just, like, I get all this, like, news information that I don't want from them. And it's all, all it is, like, CNN talking points. Like, I, it's just, it's just bullshit to me. My current favorite thing right now is uh, the libertards that don't know anything encouraging us to go to war with Russia. Like, they don't understand what the term nuclear war means. Like, yeah. they don't understand, like what World War Three actually means. Like, they don't know anything about real death. They think it's what you see on video games and fucking the movies. They don't understand, like, uh, World War Three means death. So, does anybody know what happens to the human body from um, a nuclear strike? I believe you start smelling like KFC Extra Crispy. <laughs> if, you're, if you're within 200 meters of the uh, strike zone, You'll vaporize. God. Well, that's yeah, the way to go. There's a like a the first thing that happens is like a uh, like a nuclear fireball, which is like a hundred hundred million Celsius degrees, and that basically just vaporizes everything within a one point three kilometer radius. And you remember Indiana Jones when he hid in the fridge in that movie. Yeah. And he survived the nuclear blast. That wouldn't happen. It vaporizes everything. Everything. And then, yeah. And then the next thing that happens is, you know, like the the radiation levels are like measured in rems. So there's like a hundred a hundred rems that humans can take it. That's what the Russians think at the moment, is that they can survive like a hundred rems. And then there's two hundred rems, which basically messes you up pretty badly. So that's within the the radius of about five five kilometers. But then basically. If you're in the, the zone, you're going to get 500 rems, which like messes up everything. Uh, your thyroid basically goes, it attacks the thyroid and goes into the lymph, lymph glands, and that messes up your entire body. You know, the thyroid gland is really important. So that's what people get in the long term, is the thyroid problems and cancer. So that's what will happen after the nuclear blast. If you're not lucky enough for that to happen to you, you're probably <laughs> going to die from severe burns to your body. And if I can't think of a, uh, a bigger living hell than having your body burned, I mean, if it's, I mean, if it's, if it's surface burns, the, the excruciating pain that you have to be going through before you die, I'd rather be vaporized. I'm not, you I'm know not what? I got to know something right now. Let's say yeah. that, you know, I'm, I'm in Washington, DC. And, I, you know, God forbid, I'm just visiting our nation's capital, my nation's capital, and, you know, I'm honoring the veterans, and I'm, I'm looking around, I'm seeing Lincoln, I'm seeing the big Washington Monument, and here comes the bomb. And the bomb's coming in, and I, I got many choices. I can go hide in the fucking Lincoln Tunnel or, or Lincoln Monument or whatever. But then I say to myself, look, there's Nancy Pelosi. Now, if I hide in Nancy Pelosi's giant meat vagina lips, 
Will I survive a nuclear blast? <laughs> you might survive the blast, but you might die from alcohol poisoning. Oh. That's true. Yeah, now, Gene or Lars, we had some topics tonight that we want to discuss. You had something regarding the Beastie Boys and letting the beat drop. And Tommy, are you going to stay around or bunch out, bud? Uh, I'm going to run our 10 minutes. All right, buddy. So we're going to talk some Beastie Boys. Uh, Gene or Lars, you read a book. Tell us about it. So as we were leaving the show last week, I said that I had finished... Uh, just finished up uh, the Beastie Boys book, which is called Beastie Boys book. And it's written by uh, the two remaining um, members, Adam Horvitz and uh, Michael Diamond, otherwise known as Ad Rock and uh, Mike D. Anybody who's a fan of this band, um, they, they have a pretty rich history. And um, I think, you know, we, we were joking around at the beginning of the show about being, you know, privileged white males and, and whatnot. And, you know, I think anybody that grew up um, in a big city, but kind of like in the suburbs of a big city, and mind you, they grew up in Brooklyn, but it's still, um, you know, they're very relatable um, guys. They're just a bunch of dorks from high school that decided to form a band, right? And and they they hit gold, which is, well, I don't know, super interesting, man. And you know, they went through the they went through their initial state initial phase with Rick Rubin producing them, who. Was like if anybody knows Rick Rubin, I don't know how he is now. I don't even know if he's still alive anymore. Is he? But yes, sir, he is. Okay, yeah. um, he's produced. He's produced some pretty reputable um, acts and put out some pretty um, kick-ass records. And one of those was the Beastie's first album, "Licensed to Ill." Right? He he was approached by them, and he was just he was basically just some meathead in in university when um, they found him and. You know, they did this record together and he had a very specific um, vision of where the Beastie Boys wanted to be. And it's what they were um, during that License to Ill era. Right. And, you know, if if you're old enough to remember that, I mean, I was I was young, um, but, I, you know, I still remember it. I mean, it was I wasn't even a teenager yet, but I still remember it. And, uh, you know, it, that that act got old pretty fast, you know, and um, they had to reinvent themselves and they kind of they kind of went away after the license deal. So they had this huge success of license deal and everybody knows no sleep till Brooklyn and fight for your right and smashing beer cans on your head and pounding Budweiser's. And of course, that there's that tour that they did with Madonna. They opened up for some shows for Madonna um, where, you know, they had the big they had the big penis on stage and, you know, it was it was like a boys club. Right. And they had this image of being just a giant fraternity frat boys. Right. So, yeah, they they had they in the book, which I didn't know this, but um, one of them mentions that uh, they after the tour that they did for License to Ill, I think they they went around. I know they went over to Europe and toured there and they did. uh the u.s canada but uh they basically broke up after they just kind of were like sick of each other and they were sick of this persona that rick rubin uh and uh what's that guy's name his name escapes me now um russell simmons russell simmons um they started def jam records together and you know they 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 kind of got sick of the whole persona and they just said fuck you to each other and they all went their separate ways and, uh, did, that, did that have anything to do with, you know, when they made fun of, or supposedly they made, in the British press anyway, they said that they made fun of the, the handicapped girl when they were on spring break or something, or doing it on the set of a video, like she's on it. Did, did so, that have anything to do with the breakup? 
he talked about that in the book and no from what i understood no that didn't have anything and and from what they said it was it was you know take it with a grain of salt because it's them them talking about themselves but it was it was something that was blown way out of proportion and uh the media got a hold of this story um you know the british media they're they're, they're relentless right so they just went with this story um about this 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 girl and it was it was false but because of the reputation that they had and everybody saw them as as these big partiers and these big asshole asshole guys right that nobody believed them so it was just it was an uphill battle right so yeah i just wonder if that had like an effect to like they wanted know, to change their image yeah absolutely there was there was a few there was a few things that happened over in britain um during that uh, license to ill tour. And that was one of them for sure. Um, and then there was another incident where um, they were getting sued because one of the gr a girl that a concert goer said that ad rock hit her. And it, it, it was, she, it, the claims were uns unsubstantiating. And once they went to court, uh, they were, they were immediately thrown out because there was no evidence that he actually did this. And, he denied it from the get-go. And it was just things like that that were snowballing out of control, right? So once the tour was over, they got back to, to the U.S. and um, a couple of them went out to L.A. to hang out there and, you know, just do stuff. Like, they were, like, they were so young when all this happened. Like, they were barely out of high school when this, when this all happened. Like, they were just kids, man. They were, like, 17 years old. So all this stardom was given to them. And... Um, so they took a couple years off after they kind of basically said, fuck you to each other. And then they, and this really actually, um, Axel, Axel Rowe should listen to this because when they were, when they were making, when they decided to get back together, um, they started making Paul's boutique, which was a basic, it was a commercial flop at the time, um, because it was very different than, um, license to ill. Nobody really wanted to listen to it because, uh, it was it was strictly a rap album with a lot of sampling and uh, very different it was, from. It was, was too that? advanced for the like the, the the fan fan base at the time. Like everybody in my school who was into into the Beastie Boys, you know they you know they stole the VW signs, and mm -hmm. we also we also were making our own like um, the uh, making our own VW signs or like feeler trainers. We take sellotape and you stick it. You color it in with a coloring pen on the logo, then you stick sellotape on it, and then you take that sellotape and then put it on like paper or card, and then take, you know, so you get the, the image of the logo in color. And people were making these fake VW signs and yeah. uh, all these like Beastie Boy style stuff. But right. Paul's exactly. Boutique came out and is more, as a much more like a musical album, isn't it? It's like a, a music lover's album. It's not really. Uh, well, and they also and they also switched uh, coast, didn't they? They went from New York to LA, but yeah, they, they were, basically lost lost their audience. But what you're saying about Axel, I, you know, I'm not like a like a huge obsessive Beastie Boy fan, but over the years I always get the albums, and what I've noticed is they did what Axel was trying to do, or, or you know, they survived the the Beastie Boys uh, first album like Appetite. Appetite yeah. had the same, like, it was like a precursor, like watching the uh, uh, Fight for Your Right to Party video on TV was like your first, like, 
this controversial rap band that were doing all the things wrong. And then Guns N' Roses came along and they were kind of left behind. But over time, Axel couldn't like outlive his image as well as they did. I mean, they, you know, like, they, definitely, they definitely reinvented themselves and it yeah. took a lot of time for them to, to accomplish that. But uh, one of the things that Mike D uh, mentioned in the book that when they were recording Paul's Boutique, um, he said that the majority of the demos were recorded in one of their friends' apartments. They had a studio set up in their apartment in LA. And that when they when they brought the record, when they brought the demos to the uh, to the record company, the record company got to redo the demos. And Mike D says he regrets that to this day because he feels that the demos that they had were better than the songs that came out on, on Paul's boutique. Sound familiar? Like you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, anyway, it that had happened. a few a few of those hits like "Hey Ladies," yeah, and um, yeah, it had a few sort of old uh, something that would go on uh, "License to Ill," but just they somehow would just like they just missed the mark with that album, and then people moved on to like grunge and you know Seattle band and and so, Duncan Roses and things like that. Yeah, and you know, Putin came out in 1989. Um, just that, and then like the next year, grunge was coming in. You're right, right? Or the next year and a half, grunge was coming in. So you're right. It kind of got lost in the shuffle, and you know they began to work on really like their breakthrough album, uh, their big comeback album, and and the their image had very much changed by the time Check Your Head came out. Now I remember, uh, I remember I was living in Montreal when Check Your Head came out, and and uh, they played this tiny club. It's called Club Metropolis. And Backrace was supposed to open for them. Another New York band that they were good friends with, uh, growing up, thought uh, to be good friends with uh, as they gained some success. Why is you're breaking up, brother? So move your uh, your phone or your mic closer to you, or uh, into a more private area. How's that? Better. Okay. Um, so I was, I was sorry about that. I was at a show in Montreal. There's this little club called club metropolis. Now this was, um, um, a show before the album came out. So it was a warm up show and metropolis is this, is this club in Montreal that holds maybe, maybe a thousand people, like maybe on a good night and bad brains was supposed to be there, but they got held up at the border. So they couldn't make the show. So it was just the beastie boys. And, um, so Metropolis has like the second levels, kind of like a horseshoe that overlooks the stage. And I just remember they had this guy, fuck, I'll never forget this, man. They had this guy come out to introduce the Beastie Boys and saying that, you know, the albums be out in stores whenever. Dude, this fucking guy stage dove off the second level right into the fucking mosh pit. And the guy introducing the Beastie Boys just said, well, fuck that. I can't compete with that. Here's the Beastie Boys. And they came out and did this show. And it was just, it was unbelievable, man. Like you got these three kids that, you know, you fight for your right to party onto Hey Ladies. And then nobody had heard, I think what you want was out as a single at the time, but nobody had heard this new stuff. And all of a sudden these guys are picking up these, their, their instruments and playing. And it just blew me away, man. And ever since then, like to me, they just got better. Like, I think I shouldn't say that. I, I think check your head was probably their best album. And, uh, ill communications was, was on par and, and hello nasty was right there. And then I think their last two albums kind of dipped a little bit, but that's like, when I say dip, not even that much, because I think these guys put out 
eight or nine albums and every single one of them was just it just yeah. magic in itself a man like a bit the, like the uh, a bit like the chili peppers where they well, let just me ask keep you on bringing new albums out which are amazing all right guys yeah. let me ask you this gino lies you talked about them now you read this book is there anything in this book that you really you know that you found that one was either shocking funny or interesting that was like holy shit i didn't know that or that's amazingly funny or anything like that out of this book when they were in the studio um when they were in the studio doing um uh paul's boutique uh guns and roses was there shooting their patience video at the for same which, time for which album paul's boutique uh, when they're paul's in the studio boutique, okay. when they're in the studio for paul's boutique the the space next to them was rented out and they said that uh all these you know all these bottles of booze were brought in and all these all these like big things were brought in and then in walks Guns N' Roses and he said they never met at Axel but they met Slash and said he was a cool guy. That's about it. Um, just what a, what about the name Be uh, Beastie? Something I picked up. Uh, what what yep. does Beastie Boy stand for? Well, it's an acronym, but it was yeah. actually it was actually uh, um, conceived after the band the band name was chosen but the acronym says uh, it stands for boys entering anarchistic states towards inner excellence <laughs> and i saw <laughs> inducing one one version i saw said inducing ecstasy inducing ecstasy tommy are you a big uh, beastie boys fan they're all right i i don't know much about them yeah, they went. Well, they went well, really here's huge the deal, guys. The we can talk more Beastie Boys. Uh, you know, we can get more stories and go forward on another time. I think it's good that we touched upon them now. I like that we talk other bands. I like that you know, GNR Liars. You know, brought some interesting things today on it. Um, let's talk more Beastie Boys. Let's bring them up in a little bit. You know, we'll spread them out throughout the next few shows. Uh, GNR Liars, what is the very first topic you have for us tonight, sir? Well, um, well I would like to get right away. Right away. Into, <laughs> right away, go into the AMAs here. Uh, we have one from uh, the listeners, and Mr. Frank Drebin, and he's wondering what's up with uh, ladies' eyebrows these days. Um, they look like caterpillars on their face. Tommy, <laughs> Tommy, I would love to hear what you have to say about this. Well, I mean, I think the, the woman of the day, man, they're not really pretty anymore. Am I the only one that like notices this? Elaborate. I think it might be. Yeah. I just think like a lot of them are like cool with being fat or like not taking care of themselves, and it's really starting to like take hold throughout the population. If that makes any sense. Perfect. Are you seeing more fat people per day, Tommy? Like when you're going out to you know grab your cup of coffee or something on the way to work, are you seeing more fat people per capita? And you know, full disclosure to all listeners and guys, I'm being honest with you. As a host of the Fatcast, I must say, Bill Brasky right now is currently fat. Working on it, but still a fatty pig fatty. Now, Tommy, are you seeing more fatties? Well, I don't know if I've, I don't know if I see more like fat people. It's not even fat people that I mean. It's just that like more and more people like don't take care of their appearance. 
Oh, I hate neck beards. If you're a son of a bitch yes. that decides not to put deodorant on and have a fucking neck beard coming out, I want to take a fucking machete right to your goddamn throat. I don't know why it bothers me that much, but truly, neck beards and smelly people bother me. It's yes. like, you know, I understand, like, hey, man, if you're at work and you got a sweat going and, you know, shit happens, or hey, man, if you got the flu and, you know, fucking your stomach's messed up, I get it. But people that consistently decide, hey, you know what? I'm going to wear a dirty fucking shirt today. I'm not going to shower. I'm not going to put deodorant on. And, you know, what? this fucking neckbeard looks good. No, it doesn't look good. I hope you get fucking beheaded by his Islamist. That's, uh, so, it, well, it's a good sign of, uh, it's, it's a sign of depression. And I think, like, more and more, like, instead of, like, trying to, like, fight depression, we're just kind of, like, letting it go. So should I, since I since I have a fresh, clean shave, and I, I use a Harry Shave Club, which, if you guys go to Walmart, it's the fucking, it's a great blade. I use that, or I use my electrical. So since I have a clean shave, that means I'm not depressed. So, Wait a second. E.T. has a beard, doesn't he, guys? I have a beard. That's what I'm thinking. I've, I've got, like, Don Johnson stubble. I've got one Wait. of the, like, the, the Jose Mourinho shaver, which he just, like, keeps it always at a stubble level. You know what, Wasted? Most people don't realize that you're a Negro. <laughs> I'm black where it counts. Oh! <laughs> He's inferring to his cock. Um, so, Tommy, you, you know, I understand what you're saying. I mean, do you know you're out in the Pacific Northwest, not to dox you or anything, and that's known to be fucking hippie, smelly central of the United States. Is it, is, yeah. it, is it getting better? Is it getting worse? Probably getting worse. Have you thought about having fun with this, Tommy? Like, you know, you're at fucking, I don't know, you're at Chili's or somewhere. And, uh, you know, everyone's kind of being bitchy. And you decide you got to take a real good shit. Do you ever decide just to go to a ladies' room, you know, and be like, huh, identify as a female and just blow that motherfucker up? No, nah, I'm, I'm white, man. So they're going to arrest me. Just tell me you like kids. I mean, so far, yeah. if you're white and like kids, you can go to any restroom you want. Just ask the fucking Congress or yeah. the Catholic that, priest. That just reminded me. Did you guys see um, the, the, the trans swimmer, Leah Thomas? Oh shit, that's a big bitch, yep. Yep. Did you see the picture of her or him, whatever, um, on the podium and then the second place and the third place finisher beside him? Yeah, they're pissed. Dude, you know what it looked like? Do you remember wrestling back in like the 90s where you get like a big wrestler like fucking Undertaker or Diesel and they'd come out and they'd fight like three jobbers? You know what I mean? <laughs> like they'd be twice the size of these fucking other wrestlers, and you know, just look huge compared to them. That's what I see. It's such I, I, an I saw- unfair, insane thing. This fucking trans swimmer is like six foot two, fucking jacked. <laughs> and you look over there, you got these little five foot three, ninety pound fucking swimmers looking at him like, "Are you fucking serious, dude?" <laughs> the guy looks like so- Michael Phelps. It's Michael Phelps with a fake tits. So, Leah Thomas um, finished first in the NCAA women's swimming. Um, so, she, she's now number one in the U.S. in her swimming category. So, when she was a man... Wait a second. Wait a second. Did they check to see if she's cheating? Because Leah Thompson... Let's say, you know, this bitch is swimming. But, you know, you know mom's at the dick's big. You know, that's three legs. You know, fucking doing the crawl, fucking, you know, that's a lot more kicking power in there. Fucking get your dick hard, take a couple of Viagra's and swim that fucker down. So it, it would be more like an udder? Like, or, uh. Yeah. No, I'm thinking you could probably slap it and get some motion going. Interesting. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's an unfair advantage. It, well, it obviously is. What I was getting at was that so when when she swam as as Leah Leah Thomas, she finishes first in NCAA women's swimming, and then when she was swimming as a man, which she was biologically a man to begin with, the highest that she ever finished was something like 130. So there's obviously uh, some sort of disadvantage. Um, by by choosing to identify as a woman, you know. It, hold on, Gina Lars. Hold on, Wasted's mic is taking over with his uh, ambient noise. Perfect. There, there we go. <laughs> it, I, I, and now I don't even know if it's right to get mad at her for participating. I think it's it's the NCAA body that everyone should be angry at for allowing this to happen. I mean... Why? They're getting ratings. They're getting people to watch this shit. They're getting people to talk about fucking women swimming. They love this. Are you kidding me? It gives them press. Good point. Um, I mean, you're women swimming. What the fuck? Anyone going to care about you? So now you go get this fucking butch-looking dude coming away. You can't swim worth a shit against the guys, but you can beat the shit out of chicks. I mean, I can't wait to this fucking uh, transgender boxing. I want to see some fucking 250-pound schwug just knock the fuck out of some broad. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you heard me. Fucking just imagine this. What's your name? My name is Michelle Tyson. Fucking just going in there, fucking uppercut and punching him in the fucking uterus. I fucking make babies come out of you. I mean, come on, dude. This is going to be great. Transgendered boxing is the fucking next level. Interesting. And why wouldn't it be? Did you see that uh, transgender uh, MMA fighter that was beating the shit out of fucking women? Yes. <laughs> it's looking great no tell me about it (laughs) you can you can uh look it up this is like i want to say like six months ago maybe even longer but yeah it was uh it was like an antifa like mma fighter that was a transgender and she's like beat the shit out of this chick in the ring (laughs) she wasn't even a fight it's so fucking great Someone didn't advertise that, right? I'm telling you right now, whoever ran that event's a fucking moron. They could have just been like, listen, we got this dude who's going to get all licking up and beat the fuck out of these bitches in the octagon. <laughs> that would have got huge ratings. She she fractured she fractured her opponent's skull. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. In 2014, the first MMA fighter to come out as transgender, Fallon Fox. Wow, man. Fucking Bridget Lesnar's on her way to the UFC. So according according to, to Twitter from uh, Tartan Tuesday, at Tartan Tuesday, transgender MMA fighter Fallon Fox beat her female opponent, Tamika Brents, so severely that she suffered a broken skull. Jesus. Wow. And she received the green light from Florida's Athletic Commission. To allow her to compete in the women's MMA, so uh, this happened in Florida. That's where she. Of course, it's Florida. I mean, that makes a little more sense. It does actually. (laughs) I mean, do we really consider Florida really a part of the first world? I mean, nah, it's pretty bad down there. I mean, (laughs) you know, have you guys? You guys live in the states, Uh, not you wasted, but uh, have you ever been to Florida? I have been to Florida. I, yeah. I got stuck in Miami one night. I got stuck in a carryover. Instead of that, no, I don't want to. Uh, Tommy used to live in Florida. Yeah, I lived there for about four years. Or four, yeah, four years. Where did you live, if you don't mind me asking? Tampa. Tampa, okay. 
we we were uh, strip clubs I, in Tampa, huh, Tommy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We went down there. We went down there for a vacation as a family when I was younger, and I, I just I think of, about that is it was phenomenal, man. Like we're right on the the beaches are gorgeous. Yeah. The weather's so nice, so nice. And I was young, so we went to Walt Disney World, which was fucking insane as a kid. You know what I mean? Like, you go yes. to this amusement park. I love Florida, man. And now, he's, now it's just fucking bad shit crazy, man. I love it. Well, Tampa, when I lived in Tampa, too, it's like, uh, even though it's Florida, it's really left-leaning in Tampa. There's a lot of hipsters down there. Right. Fucking, how, how can they be hipsters? They gotta be like 70 years old. What are they at the fucking Denny's out there with a fucking, uh, you know, I'm with her fucking bumper sticker? Yeah, you go down there, man. It's pretty, it's like St. Pete and uh, Tampa are pretty, uh, it's all, it's like hipster town. It's like one of the top hipster cities in America. I hate hipsters. Like, I, I mean, I, there's a level of like douchiness that you could be. And I think hipster might be the all time biggest douche of douches. They're worse than fucking goths. They're worse than fucking emos. They're worse than fucking, you know, disco guys. They're, they're, just, they're worse than hippies. They are by far the worst than beatniks. Name someone worse than a... That, I mean, I think I take ISIS over a hipster. Now, when yeah, you say hipster, what do you, mean, like, what do you mean by hipster? Like, exactly. Listen, if your faggot ass is fucking drinking a soy latte, listening to fucking Radiohead, talking about how great it was to vote for Obama, I have no time for you. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I just, I just don't care. Oh, I want to talk about my feelings. Fuck your feelings. No one cares about your feelings. Your own and, family and- doesn't really give a shit about your feelings. Newsflash: We're all selfish individuals who are human pieces of shit that walk around this world scared as children. And that's why, and that's why, people can get around, or women can get by, having caterpillars on their fucking above their eyes as eyebrows now, because nobody gives a shit. Nobody has the fucking balls to tell that person, hey, that looks like shit. Do you know what would be funny, though? Who's this one with the caterpillars on the eyebrows? It's just, it was in the AMAs. It was in the AMAs. Um, well, 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 here's the thing. You can always teach a broad. Like, if you don't like how big her eyebrows are, this is what you do. So once she's sucking you, all right, and you're ready to blow your load, you're like, oh, hey, honey, let me bust it on your tits. So she takes it out. She gets her tits ready. She thinks it's going to fucking go over and give her a nice pearl necklace. Bam, ran the fucking eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Teach that bitch your lesson. Try to get those fucking, try to get a fucking load of fucking sticky a- man juice, fucking clam chata out of her fucking eyebrows. So you go. That? I think that you're following the... What's that wasted? <laughs> oh no, just about the eyebrows. I, I just think they're like following the like cosmetic industry too much, and they've, they've got their their phones and they're taking selfies all the time, and they spend all the money on like they're copying all the the eyebrow shapes from like uh, celebrities online, but they don't do is they don't have like professional camera work to make the eyebrows look good. So they've got like sort of studio eyebrows that might look good if you're in a studio but if you're just doing a shot at home they just look completely fake they just look like little squares that are like attached to your above your eye waste did you have any idea by like you describing this to me how bad i now want to talk one of these like hipsters or fucking dumbasses into fucking taking like a giant permanent sharpie marker and just fucking drawing on their eyes like listen this is how the celebrities do it you take the big fucking sharpie you just go right over the eyebrows just a little bit you know, that's how the celebrities do it. Keeps it nice and shiny. I think they're actually shaving the eyebrows off, and then they're yeah, they're using some like special marker yeah, to and then draw them in, so they look good, but they look terrible. 
You know who looks great with shaved eyebrows? Axel Rose at a fucking uh, Lakers game. I mean, there's <laughs> nothing better than when Axel got his fucking uh, uh, facelift and his fucking plastic surgery, and he shaved his eyebrows, and he looked like a fucking cancer patient. It was great. <laughs> they still don't think that that was him. That must have been somebody impersonating him. Yeah, someone impersonating him that sounds exactly like him and his awkward fucking retarded self getting interviewed. He got interviewed <laughs> by the fucking uh, the people there about the game. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, goofy fucking Indiana guy. <laughs> I'm so cool. <laughs> the guy's the biggest nervous fucking Nelly I've ever seen. Like, Axel Rose comes off as like, oh, dude, he's this cool rock star. Axel Rose is a nervous Nelly. He can't handle his shit. Look how he used to dress up as the fucking Joker. I mean, the guy got fucking cut by Stephanie Seymour. I would have been like, listen, Horam, Axel fucking Rose. I'll get blown by fucking, you know, Nev Campbell tomorrow if I want. Eat shit and die. So did Next you guys see this picture of Izzy Stradlin? Oh, my God, yes. D D Tommy, have you seen this picture of Izzy Stradlin? Yeah, I, I commented on it. Okay. Oh, did Gina Lars, please describe it, because when I look at this picture, which is a fan that met Izzy Stradlin, asked, hey, Izzy, can I have a photo? And Izzy, of course, is a fucking lovely human being, a normal fucking common man. So Izzy takes the photo. But now when I see that photo, the only thing I was imagining was, has Izzy Stradlin joined Gold Rush on the Discovery Channel? Is he now hunting for gold and mining? That was my first impression. Wasted Gina Lars. Tommy, what is your first impression of it? I think he's got an avocado farm somewhere. Good God! <laughs> That's what he's been doing for the last 10 years. He's like growing his own avocados. Uh, but in that picture, Steve, uh, Stephen looks like really happy. Like, Stephen? Yeah, Stephen Adler is next to Izzy in that picture. No. He's, he's like, he looks like he's turned into a wigger. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Wasted. I, I know that you're a bottle of gin in, but that that's not that's not that's not Stephen, buddy. <laughs> it's, it's just my, my theory is that in yeah, 2021 was basically 1991, and then basically Izzy left at what 92, 91. So Izzy and Stephen are coming back for the new tour. Wait a second, wasted. The Soviet Union fell in 91, and it's coming back right now. Wasted. You might have you might have figured this out. Yeah, I think it's basically 1990, 1992 again. Dude, does that mean we're getting fucking Terminator 2? Sweet. I'm fucking all in, baby. Yeah, Terminator like 22. Ever, 90s? Fuck yeah, like early 90s, 91, 92. I'll argue that 91, 92 is probably the best years for music in the last 30 years. Yeah, for uh, sure. Check your head, 92. Look at Wasted fucking him back some Beastie Boys things. Gene Liars... We're, we're talking about this photo, and I'm just looking at Izzy. Does that man look like he fucking, you know, once used to uh, sell drugs and hookers? Like, uh, Izzy used to be a pimp at one point. Like, Izzy had a stable of whores, and he'd sell heroin, and he'd sell pussy. And now he looks like he's fucking selling you tomatoes that are organically grown. Yeah, and if you look, if you look at his his Izzy's right hand, it looks like one of those fake Halloween hands, you know, that people have sticking out of the back of their trunks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this fucking photo looks like it was taken at a Harbor Freight's tool store. It looks like Izzy was going in to fucking go pick up some supplies. Well, I you think know, he, he lives out in the desert, doesn't he? Uh, I believe. Uh, does Izzy still live in Indiana? I thought. No, that's not here, man. He's living out in the desert somewhere. I heard he lived in, I don't know how to say it properly, but uh, um, it's in California. Is it Ojai or Ojai? 
Oh, I OG? To, I don't know how to say it, yeah. Are you talking about OG California, that fucking weird little fucking desert place where fucking stars and crystals make sense? OJAI? Yeah. Yeah. So wait yeah. a second, Izzy's lost his fucking mind and lives out there and Axel and him aren't still best friends? What the fuck did Beta do? What did that fucking cunt do that she can't let these two guys who grew up, best friends, playing tag with each other, fucking trading fucking milk cartons at fucking lunch? And now he's a freak like Axel. He's out there doing some weird shit. Why isn't Izzy in the fucking band? I got to say, though, in, in all fairness, um, he, he just looks like a regular guy, right? Like, he just looks like some guy that comes into the store and buys bread and milk. You know what I mean? Like, he looks like a guy that goes home to a fucking mean wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck I tell ya like, yeah, you know he just looks I don't know he looks like a regular guy the, the guy beside him is what we should be talking about <laughs> no we shouldn't be talking about that guy because that guy right there clearly just bought some probably illegal drugs off Izzy Stradlin <laughs> so I mean I don't know what to say but the fact that now we look at our you know our, our rock icons our rock people that we, we love Guns N' Roses everyone on this chat loves Guns N' Roses and fucking Duff McKagan looks like Jane Lynch. Uh, Slash looks more and more like Rhea Perlman. And if anyone wants to tell me that Axl Rose isn't going for the Phil Seymour Hoffman look, I don't know what to tell you. This is the biggest fucking joke of a band I've seen in a while. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Gina Lars, you got another AMA? Rhea Perlman. Rhea Perlman. I'm convinced that Slash is Rhea Perlman's son. Look at is the fucking hair. From Cheers? Listen, put a fucking top hat on Carlo from Cheers and tell me that's not Slash. Put a fucking smoke in Carlo's mouth, fucking top hat on there, you know, Slash is, tend Slash is fucking waitressing. Stop <laughs> is Jane Lynch. That's so good. Oh, dude, Duff. I can't watch anything with Jane Lynch without seeing Duff McKagan now. And listen, I'm a big Duff fan. I've always been one of the guys who's like, hey, I like Duff. I know that Duff is the reason why Gina got reunited. Yeah. But the guy looks like a fucking straight-up lesbian. I mean, it's by far he looks like a lesbian, and now his daughters, and I'm not trying to be rude to a guy, because I have a son, and I know what it's like to be a parent. But, buddy, how do you let your daughters go out and post that shit that they post in public? I mean, he's got two beautiful daughters, but they, they're not acting like good girls. Well, you got to let them be them. That's the thing, man. You know what Fuck I mean? that shit. Yeah, you got to let them be them. They're their own person. It's easy for you to say because you're a father of a son's like I like I got my boy and you got your boys. You don't got a daughter. Could you imagine having a daughter knowing what we know as men and what fucking men do to women? Oof. Okay, where, where, where are they posting? What's that? Where are they posting? Oh, they're like on Instagram and shit. This is like just it's the mom out there with them too. It's like, hey, look, my daughters are sluts like me. Look at our tits. It's like, Jesus, guys, come on, show some class. This doesn't yeah. have to be a fucking, you know, E Hollywood true story every time. We we as men know what me what men are. Yes, I will I, I 100% agree with you. But you also have to have faith that they're going to make the right decisions, right? I mean, they're their own no. people. They they're gonna make their decisions. So look at that bitch, Britney Spears. All right, she got emancipated, and all the things she's been doing since is being a whack job. All right, everyone's like, "Oh, free Britney, free Britney." What we got free that bitch? Her daddy's been being mean to her. The bitch gets free. The only thing she's doing now is like, "Oh my god, look at my tits." Every day she's like, "Hey, here's another nudie of me." Hey, I'm out there sucking some guy off for some coke. I mean, am I wrong, Tommy? Tell me I'm wrong if I'm wrong. Yeah, she was talking about how, like, uh, the Jews were taking her blood and shit. Did you read all that? No. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Someone posted it in the forums. Yeah, she was saying how, like, the last, like, 20 years, how, like, all these Jews have been, like, fucking with her. Like, like stealing her blood and shit. A bit like the Marilyn uh, Monroe quote. 
which was yeah, 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 yeah. Tommy posted a meme about it. Yeah, well, no, this is like the I think she was like talking about Fanati shit. I did she? Yeah, she's lost her mind. Yeah, she's talking Illuminati, talking like they drain her blood to feed this and that. They got this fucking owl named Moloch or some shit. They all go to the woods, jerk each other off. It's like, hey, you can't fucking report me. Why? Because I ass fucked you. <laughs> fucking weirdo so, Illuminati cocksucker. How, how long before she gets Hillary? Yeah, right. If she, she's out, she's escaped the prison. So they're the, gonna they're gonna they're gonna kill her. Britain. They're gonna kill her. The first thing she did was get naked. And then start talking about the Illuminati. It sounds like she's going to get Hillaryed. You know who I think is going to get Hillaryed, and you guys are going to call me crazy. But listen, if Hillary Clinton goes on a diplomatic mission over to Russia, I'm telling you right now, she's going to fucking Hillary Putin. It'd be like, yeah, who who's his uh, new driver? Uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a uh, Hillary. Hillary what? Uh, Clinton Starkragdin. Whatever the fuck. I'm telling you, dude, that bitch is fucking going to murder somebody. I'm telling you, if I was Putin right now, I wouldn't be afraid of fucking the nukes. I'd be afraid Hillary's coming. There's a I lot of secrets they need to fucking tie up there. Aren't they going to try Putin as a war criminal in The Hague? And then as soon as as soon as soon he's convicted of being a war criminal, then they'll put like a massive bounty on him, like $50 million to kill him. And he'll probably get killed by like a celebrity in russia or something <laughs> do you know it'd be great could you imagine dog the bounty hunter getting putin <laughs> <laughs> go christ bro come on come on man you made some bad decisions you know genociding all those ukrainians go christ man here's a cigarette yeah doesn't dog the bounty hunter he, he's the one who couldn't catch brian laundry remember <laughs> he was like he got lost in a swamp <laughs> you remember that when Gab gabby potatoes was like Getting wandering around in the, you know, she got killed by her boyfriend in that van. He strangled her, and then he went home. And then his parents helped him escape. And then he basically just staggered into the swamp and died. And then Dog the bounty hunter was like looking for him for like two weeks in the swamp and couldn't find him. And then he quit. <laughs> yeah, somewhat. Yeah. Well, it's a Florida swamp. I'm not gonna shit on poor Dog the bounty hunter because the guy was looking around a shithole Florida swamp with a bunch of fucking gators lying around. I think I mean, he's in the wrong swamp as well. It's Florida. Fuck that place. I mean, honestly, if the Russians are going to nuke us, I hope they start with Florida. I hope they fucking wipe Disney World right off the fucking map. Uh, of, all the, of all the things to be scared of in the Florida swamp, I think the gators are the least of your worries, man. Uh, there's there's some... Uh, well, they got the skunk ape down there, too, don't they? Sure, it's a mythological creature, but I don't know. That's real. Speaking of mythological creatures, guys, you know, a few weeks ago, we talked about, well, Kanye West loses shit, go out in O.J. Simpson murder style, Kim Kardashian, Pete Davidson. We had a conversation about it. We looked into it. We determined that it was likely. Now, in the last week, Pete Davidson leaked on the Internet uh, text messages between him and Kanye West, where he's all trying to be Billy Badass, blah, 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 with his horrible tattoos. He texts Kanye West. You know, Kanye's like, yeah, where you at? And he goes, I'm in bed with your wife. I'm telling Kanye West made a made a video called Burial with uh, and uh, Pete Davidson is in it. Not no. actually in the video, but he's got lyrics. You know the song called Burial that he made. He put out the video. Uh, the lyrics are about how he's going to kill uh, kill Pete Davidson, and the song's called Burial. Really? We missed it. It came out like a few days before we last talked about it. It was all online. We missed that. 
there's a song named Barrel where he basically discusses like, hey, I'm going to fucking OJ this motherfucker. Nice. I think that he's digging a grave or something for Pete Davidson in the video. Nice. Tommy, what do you think? You think that Kanye's going to murder some people? I mean, you know how they act. Uh, I doubt he will. He's Are got cancelled from the Grammys. He got cancelled from the Grammys for whatever he's doing. So he might turn up to the Grammys with a machine gun. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine if he fucking crashes the Grammys like sneaks <laughs> in there and just causes a massive scene? I want him to go... Okay. Man, that'd be awesome if he went in there with like a rifle and started shooting at people. <laughs> <laughs> he columbines the Grammys. Oh man, that'd be so awesome. <laughs> Hits Rebel Wilson in the in the tits. <laughs> I'm watching. I'm watching uh, right now. I'm I'm watching this a segment on the video about this Kanye and it's I don't it's that show with Joy Joy Behar I don't know what it is the view um, the view okay she starts it off by saying she starts it off and this is exactly what she says she's like Kanye West remember him <laughs> what the fuck does that mean Joy Behar what is it? stupid what Me, this is do people watch this show? No. Well, yeah, yeah, they do. It's when you're at the fucking hospital or you're at the dentist or you're at the fucking airport. That's what's playing. I mean, it, it's, it's going to be a situation that develops, and I'm really looking into it. Another situation that I'm fucking really going to enjoy is in the next year to 18 months, are we going to have another Australian crawl unpublished critic drama scenario? But this time, instead of it being Sweet Child of Mine, we're going to have it with uh, Moby's... Uh, New Dawn Fades and The General. What do you guys think? Have you guys so, heard Bobby's New Dawn Fades? No. Okay. Yeah. I suggest uh, everybody, I'm going to put it as the outro this week, so all our listeners, because we love you, when you guys hear the song, I want you to understand that the bones to this song are going to be like how Unpublished Critics was to Sweet Child of Mine. It's going to be so annoying how close the song is to the actual other song, The General. I know that, I know that it's, a, it's a cover. New Dawn Fades is a cover of a Joy Division song. So my theory is that Axel got this. Axel got this idea uh, about how you make an old old song and make it more cinematic. And he basically did that by he took uh, Extreme Ways by Moby, and he basically made it more cinematic in with Prostitute because they both have the same drum beat and they both have a like similar theme. You remember that song oh, yeah. called Extreme Ways? I think he, he got this idea about making old songs more like cinematic. Or you like, do realize like, that Moby worked with Axel, correct? Yeah, yeah. But I know that Moby's New Dawn Phase uh, is a, a cover of an old Joy Division song. So well, what that makes even what more Moby sense. Did, what Moby did was take this old song and make it like more cinematic. I think that's what Axel did to like prostitute, you know? He took like a rock song and then made it more cinematic. A bit well, that's like what it. the general is going to be. I mean, when you guys hear it, I want you guys, you know, when it finally comes out, 
compared to New Dawn Fades, and you're just going to be able to like, holy shit, this is pretty much exactly it, which that's interesting. Another thing they're doing is Atlas uh, Shrugged. Obviously, the song was originally done back in the Village Sessions, but then when the band got back together in 2016, it was one of the first things they did was they did Atlas. You know, that's one of the things that Slash and Duff threw stuff on. And then in 19, when Axel was putting his finishing touches on it, he, you know, reworked it again. However, new sources and whispers in the wind, because I don't give a fuck, and we're going to tell you everything we know on the show. From what I've heard is after the locker leaks that happened and the reaction that Atlas got, the lyrics and vocals are still the exact same from the Village session. But for a third time, they've rearranged the instrumentals. So now the song sounds really, really fucking weird. Uh, I wanted to share that with you guys, kind of get thoughts. Do you guys think it's true what I'm hearing? Do you think it's crazy? I mean, what do you guys think? I can imagine Slash, like, uh, picking out the riffier parts and amplifying them. So they, it doesn't sound like a ballad anymore. It sounds heavier or something. Yeah. And then what about, like, was it Marco Beltrami? He did the Terminator 3 soundtrack, Rise of the Machines. Yeah, he's gonna, he's, is he, he going to put loads of like orchestra on these songs or anything like that? I don't know. I doubt I it on the stuff that's coming, but from what I've heard, it's pretty much these are the songs that Axel liked that carried over. There's not that many of them, dude. There's not fucking 15 songs ready to go. That's bullshit. Um, but he's got, you know, about six maybe somewhere in that range that he really, really likes that he wants, you know, slashing off to put shit on, which they did. And that's kind of their strategy to continue this fucking money grab uh, milk tour of fucking screwing the fans mm. where it's going to be, Hey, we'll release fucking, you know, every six months we'll release two songs for like three years and then fuck you. We're done. I just wonder if Axel's going to fill out like the last 20 minutes of the album with a huge like orchestral track that he's been working on with like Beltrami or something like that. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Gene or Liars, you got another topic for us or a thought? So, um, that was it for the for the AMAs, but I wanted to direct that back to you because Tommy, you can you that. either move your mic or mute? Yeah, I got it. Thanks, bud. Yeah. So <laughs> that was it for the AMAs, uh, but I wanted to direct it back to you, Brasky, because you had said that you had had some questions geared towards you. What did you have? Uh, I believe those were them, dude. The, the ones I just said was it was them. Man. Yeah, that, that's all I got. Well, well that was a flop. <laughs> that's what she said. So, <laughs> I mean, guys, I, I actually, I, I'm, I'm actually uh, in the background here. I'm listening to um, Atlas right now because I can never remember what from these village leaks. I can never remember any of these songs, right? Like, I, honest to God, I listened to them once, maybe twice, and they became an afterthought. Um. So the vo- you say the vocals are the same on this song, but oh yeah, the vocals. Axel's a lazy fuck. There, nothing's going to change vocal wise. Okay. It, but it, if you listen to the guitar riff, you can't really hear it in the demo. But I think it, it sounds a bit like Paradise City or something, like the opening where Slash does that opening chords, like okay, yeah, 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 dun, yeah. Dun, dun. If he plays that really loud and, and blows it out, and the, it could. It could like overtake the song. It could like be the main thing of the song. With, with if Slash plays that the riff really heavily. I, I would guess that would be the most likely thing to happen. I think Wasted's right on uh right on ball here. 
But I don't know. I, and I, then maybe Axel's vocals will disappear. <laughs> will just You won't be able to hear them because it'll be right in the background. I don't know. No. Wasted, what have you been up to? You sound like you're, you're at 7-Eleven. You had a bottle of gin already. It's fucking, you know, not even noon where you are. It's probably just noon. Are you? Yeah. So you've had a bottle of gin in you. How many beers we have? Uh, this is my fourth beer. Well, I drank the bottle of gin last night, but this is my fourth beer today. Have you been active? Have you been socially getting out? Or are you are you visiting people? No. Not really. No, I just woke up and I drank two beers at home, and then I came out to Seven Eleven to get more. Now, wasted when you're, you know, because you're a man, you have needs. When you're sitting there in Taiwan, and you know, you've had a few drinks in you, and you know, you get, you know, you get a little bit uh, motivated. What do you do when you want to find a companionship in Taiwan? What, what, what direction? Do you well, that that's a problem. I've realized they don't really have bars here. That's a bit of a mistake. <laughs> so I was considering leaving. <laughs> where, where, where are you going? I don't know, but yeah, you know, like Shanghai or China is basically Shanghai is like California West or whatever, you know, and it's like a little bit like Paris or something. It's a big city, like it's almost feels like a big European city, but like Taipei or the outskirts of Taipei, there's not much. It's a bit like Japan. It's a bit boring, you know. There's not much going on. There's no bars or anything, you know. You know, there's restaurants, but and Seven uh, Eleven is the best place to drink. <laughs> so, so what do you do? <laughs> socialize? You just said Seven Eleven. If you see, you know, a little Taiwanese broad that looks alright, do you go up there and uh, you know offer to get her a Slurpee or something? Not really. I just get hammered and then go home and then play GTA. Oh, speaking of which, <laughs> dude, did you get on Xbox yet? Because you have to. Because I'm on there and I got my character. Come on, dude. Xbox One. I need to get Xbox One. Right. right. Uh, you need to get a fucking Series S, dude, so you can hop on. We get some shit going. Which, by the way, guys, I want to say uh, hello to a few people. Uh, one, Randy Leahy, aka Donald Trump, reached out. He's doing well. We'll be on this show here very soon. We'll talk some Zodiac, some conspiracies, uh, of course, some Kanye with that man. Um, so it's good to hear from him. He'll be on the forum soon. Uh, Cardi's going to be on the show for the first time ever here soon. We're very excited about that. I also heard from our dear friend Monkey, aka Wags. Uh, he's doing good. Uh, he says hi. Hopes everyone's well. Uh, also listening to the show, so we appreciate his support. Um, you know, we're uh, we're slowly getting back together after the clusterfuck that was the uh, the death of GNF and R. It's still fucking weird. Um, I don't know. Miser still tries to fucking message me like every other week, and I just won't respond to him. I think I think ET's on some fucking weird suicide watch where like every day he's like, I try to message him, and it's like fucking. Either doesn't get back tomorrow. It's like talking to Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Um, I, instead of that, you know, everything else seems to be getting back to normal. I don't know if JB's still alive or if he's drank himself to death yet. Uh, JB, if you are listening, you do have an open invite. Anytime you want to come on the Fatcast, anytime you want to tell your side of the story, anytime you want to express your feelings, I, my friend, will sit back, be quiet, let you talk, and we'll debate and talk afterwards. But, you know, hiding from your friends is kind of a shitty thing. And I, I don't know what to tell you on that, but you've disappointed me greatly. Um, Gino Wires or Wasted, what other fun topics? Because I know you guys had a bunch this week for me. Uh, what other fun things do you have? Because last week, Wasted's title and description got us 250 views just because we posted as a fat cast episode description, big titties. Oh, because of that, I, I was looking around for more uh Topics about big tits, so we can call it Big Tits Two. <laughs> the next episode, there's one, there's one, there's a mother, and you know, I, I posted the uh, thread, I posted the 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 link 
there's a mother who uh, she she got drunk and then she ordered a Uber uh, to Ukraine and it cost her like uh, four thousand seven hundred dollars or something. Okay, so what we're gonna do is drunk, big-breasted milf goes to Ukraine. Yeah. There you go. So, There's a fucking episode I, title right there. It's like a case a case study on big tits. Do the bigger the tits, does that make you more of a dumb bitch? Does it? <laughs> TM, TM, you're an expert on this. You you know dumb bitches like nobody's business. Do the bigger the titties, the dumber the bitch. Is that true? Yeah, some yeah, in a lot of cases, yeah. Okay. Wasted that you're bringing us wasted. Keep bringing us down this road. I'm and, enjoying it. When, and another, oh, do you want me to move on to the other case study that I found is the Dick Van Dyke. Uh, he's like 95, and he, he married like a 35-year-old with massive tits. <laughs> so what you're saying is, as you get older, what you want to do is you want to, like a baby would go after the biggest source of tits he could find, because that's his, you know, food source, milk. So as you're older, you want to find the biggest hooters you can to surround yourself by, and you'll live longer. Is that what you're saying, Wasted? Yeah, and, they, and uh, Dick Van Dyke, now he's like, got a, he looks like Santa Claus. You know, he's got big white hair my, and a big white my... beard. And, and he says that she likes dancing. But, but she's got giant tits. Huge, man. They're bigger than her head. <laughs> my, question, my question is, does it, does it make me wrong? Because we're talking about Dick Van Dyke. That uh, I really think Mary Tyler Moore's pussy must have been fucking fabulous in the 60s. I mean, that fucking puss looks like it would just be fun to put your fucking head between those thighs and just go to work. <laughs> am I the only one who thinks that? If I am, it's okay. I'm all right with that. Mary Tyler Moore, Bill Brasky's a fan. It's pictures of Dick Van Dyke. He's got this maniac, maniac smile on his what was, face. What was Dick Van Dyke's show they did with his son? Diagnosis Murder, where he had Barry yeah. Van Dyke, the asshole who fucking replaced the great Jan Michael Vincent on Airwolf to make the shitty Airwolf 2 up in Canada. And fucking afterwards, the Van Dyke. So it was Dick Van Dyke and his son Barry made this horrible fucking show that was on CBS for like 10 years, where it was called Diagnosis Murder, where these Diag two old fucks would just go around and go, huh, who did it? I bet it was the black guy. <laughs> but he he was in uh, wasn't he in Mary Poppins and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Yeah, he was in Mary Poppins, and you that's know, what the I, I, his I, I hate Julie Andrews. Do you hate Julie Andrews too, or is that just another thing? Like, I want to fuck Mary Tyler Moore, but man, I wish someone would just beat the fuck out of Julie Andrews. She is an annoying cunt. You know if. You put a picture of Julie Andrews beside me. I don't even know if I could kick her out, man. I don't know who she is. A cunt, sir. A fucking cunt. Hey, speaking speaking of dead cunts, did you guys hear that the, the Natalie Wood thing with uh, Robert Wagner and Christopher Walken's taking a turn where it's pretty much confirmed now that fucking Robert Wagner and Christopher Walken drowned the bitch? Like, they found evidence in the last, like, two weeks or something like that that Robert Wagner's guilty as fuck? No. <laughs> Yeah, look that shit up on Google, man. I know we'd have Towel do it, but Towel, our boy Towel just celebrated his birthday. You know, he's a man now. He's going around Scotland just getting drunk, uh, trying to fuck the Loch Ness Monster in its ass. I mean, the kid's got shit to do. So we don't have our usual producer here to give us this information. But yeah, recently it was fucking pretty much confirmed that Christopher Rock and, and Robert Wagner killed Natalie Wood, dropped the bitch off in the boat because I guess, if, I mean, we've talked about this on the podcast before where they were having that threesome. But it's been confirmed now in the last two weeks. It's it's fucking shocking. 
Why did he, why did he do it? Well, I, I don't know because he, here's the thing. It sounds like there was some weird homo shit going on between Christopher Walken and Robert Wagner and Natalie Wood. Like oh from God. what we remember, like when we talk about it on the show, it sounds like they had like a you know three way going where this bitch was getting shish kebab. That maybe you know, maybe Christopher Walken was pumping too good and she enjoyed it. Maybe a few too many moans that fucking Robert Wagner couldn't get. I don't know, but the only thing I know it ends up with fucking you know. Her being drowned and uh, Robert Wagner's pocket watch up fucking Christopher Walken's ass. I, I don't know how this happened. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, speaking of penises, penis. Uh, th- there's a uh, th- there was a baby born recently with two penises. That I was wondering what we think. Is that an advantage or? A- so. You know, it, digging a little deeper into the article, it, he actually didn't have two penises. Like, he had two urethras and, and two scrotums. With, with, but, but I don't think he had actual two penises. I thought that the, his twin died in the womb and then his his penis, like, fell off and attached to, to, Let me ask you a question, to the other babies. I'm confused. If you have two penises, let's say you got two dicks. And you're with a lady, you're having a great time, and you're having sex. Now, you come, okay? So you fucking ejaculate, you bust your load, you feel great. But you still have another dick. Does that mean you can just fucking go in after you fucking blew your load, fucking go in with the other dick, fucking rock hard, and continue? Or does the fucking both happen at the same time? Like, if one dick blows a load, does the other dick blow a load? Or is it fucking separate? Are they working together? Or is this fucking, you know, unison? You've got, if you've got two scrotums, then you should be able to go again with the second Dude. load. Yeah. You, this this guy's gonna be a fucking billionaire in the porn industry when he's fucking older. You know, being twenty five and fucking double shooting loads at bitches. Come on. Or did DP double yeah, double penetration? Say, could you imagine? I mean, this dude could do fucking anal and vag at the same fucking time. I mean, this guy's gonna be a fucking thriller. But do you think that that would would that would make your wife jealous? Like, uh, would she be complaining about that, or would she think that you're Listen, I don't know if they feel comfortable answering that type of question. No, listen, I know that you're fucking forthcoming, but uh, I'm not going to mention something that that's that's a little disrespectful towards my my darling wife. Now, I know that you will tell us about the 65 year old sucking your cock in a fucking hot tub when you put too much fucking you know uh, yeah, yeah. bubbles in it when you shouldn't. But you know, I, me me and GRYs, we respect our ladies. I just, we're, we're I just wonder if you if they would feel jealous. Would the dumb bitches with massive tits feel jealous if you had two dicks, or would they think it's a good thing? Well, I think they're whores, so they probably enjoy the double dick action. I mean, I don't know. Tommy, what do you think? Yeah, whores or whatever. They just want attention. <laughs> they just want attention. So that's what I'm saying, is would they make it into a problem? Uh, even though you are blessed with, with two dicks, no matter how much money you have or whatever you buy them, would they still cause a problem. They'd be complaining that you don't use two dicks on her all the time and you only use one. Yeah. Or would they just be happy with the two? Nah, he's in there. They're going to complain no matter what. Yeah, they're never yeah, happy. Yeah. Tommy, right, you sound like you're about to fall asleep. Are you all right? <clears throat> no, yeah, I'm just, I'm writing something. Is it a manifesto? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Just remember that, folks, it happened here. It's called my letter to Mags. Mags and Billy. Mags and Billy. I want to stab their faces. 
Oh, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Uh, Gino Wires. Yeah. So we've hit on some topics tonight. I've enjoyed what we've hit on. Um, what do you think, it man? Like, um, are there any other topics we haven't hit on? I know we had a bunch that you and Wasted came up with this week. Wasted, do you have any topics too? Um, I've d- I've done quite a few of the the ones that I oh there was something about um, there's a a fake fake McDonald's has opened up in in Russia. Yeah. Uh, you know they 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 patented or copyrighted the the new McDonald's arches, which is on the side on on its side, because the McDonald's has left. So now there's Russian companies is starting up its own version of McDonald's called like Uncle Vanya. Uncle Vanya. <laughs> Dude, if you look at the if you look at the logo, it's literally the the McDonald's M turned on its side, and it looks like a B. But it's unmistakably McDonald's. It's fantastic. And all the same workers who were in the McDonald's are going to be working working for the Uncle Vanya. You know, they haven't lost their jobs or something. And there's <laughs> the same thing with the happened with the KFC in the UK is is going to double in price, but they're not pulling out of Russia because they're what? GNRIs were saying that they're connected to a company called International Group or something. So Burger King and, and KFC are not pulling out. Yeah, Restaurants International um, owns, K, um, owns KFC, Pizza Hut, Taco Bell and whatnot. And um, they put out a statement this week saying that it, it, logistically it's too hard for them to pull out of uh, Russia, so they're just going to maintain status quo. I mean, well, that's lovely. I mean, when it comes down to it, here's the deal. I mean, obviously we don't support you know any of us the fucking invasion of a sovereign country for fucking no reason. But at the same time, I mean, it's it's now just becoming like, well, look what I did. I, I I I did something that didn't affect the war or fucking anything in in reality. But look, I'm cool. Look at me. Look at me. It's companies doing it. It's people doing it. Like if I see any more motherfuckers, Jake, going, oh yeah, well, you know, oh this is what I would do if I was in the fucking Ukraine. You know, these armchair generals are fucking, <laughs> they're killing me though. These guys are like, listen. My my time playing fucking Call of Duty tells me how to handle this shit. It's like, do you guys understand what real world is? Do you understand what fucking war is going to sound like? What fucking real lead feels like when it fucking gets shot? I mean, these guys are fucking ridiculous. You hear these guys like, listen, I'm going to take fucking three RPGs and I'm going to go destroy a whole armored division. What? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? But it's all these fucking neckbeards sitting at home and all these fucking guys on their computers. It's like, uh, listen, I have a degree in uh, computer science, so I know about war. Let me pull this up here. You can see these drones are attacking this convoy. Fuck. Wasn't uh, Downsy saying shit? Someone posted a link from him. I, I just, I don't understand it. Like, Downsy, I mean, I'd love to have him on the show, but he won't because he's a fucking coward, but... Like, for him and those fucking soy boys over there to act like, you know, we're going to give advice on war or our opinions on war. Number one, you're not Ukrainian. You're not Russian. Shut the fuck up. Number two, you're not any form of a man. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Number three, you have no idea what anything... I don't think they've even fired a fucking handgun, let alone a fucking rifle, let alone when it knows to be around shrapnel or hear a fucking explosion or get the smoke from gun fucking powder in your fucking nose all day. Sorry. 
And also, I think that, you know, that basically we're now, we're suffering more than Russia is because uh, here KFC is doubling and they've still got KFC and Burger King. So the sanctions are really, they're only hurting us at the moment. And Dude, it's like, ridiculous. The fucking inflation going on in this country right now, the, like, if you're not either, like, super elite, like, 1% or fucking, like, really, really poor, luckily I'm I'm kind of really poor, but, like, you're getting fucking destroyed. I mean, the world right now is pathetic. Like, it just, the opportunity isn't there, the fucking money isn't there, the cost of living is insane, and it's not getting any better. And people just don't give a shit because they have all this, you know, instant entertainment in their fucking hand. Yeah. And, uh, and, but Putin knows that, like, the Russian people can suffer at a, a higher level than we can. Yeah, but the Russians are fucking, I mean, this is the biggest, they have the biggest joke army since fucking, I, I can't even imagine. This is making Napoleon and Custer look like fucking geniuses. The guy's lost 15,000 fucking troops and 10% of his fucking armor division. Yeah. But Do you guys have any idea, like, I mean, Tommy, of course, does, but I mean, it's insane. Like, this is fucking a very violent war, and people are like, oh, yeah, you know, let's fucking, you know. Did you guys see the videos of the guys that went over there, like these fucking uh, nerds that went over to the front line, and they all got killed? No. <laughs> no. All right, so there's a story of one of these fucking retards that went over there to go fight the Russians. Supposedly there was a fucking tank, and there's a fucking tank coming by, and this idiot grabs an AK-47, just jumps in front of the tank and starts shooting it. What Sorry. do you think happened? The tank just blew him up. Pretty much. I mean, what the fuck is wrong with these guys? So all these guys are going out there. They don't have any equipment. They get out there. They get, they're going to issue, like, 25-year-old fucking old AK-47s, and they're just being used as frontline infantry. You're not going over there to be the fucking special op guys or the fucking guys doing missions with the Ukrainian army. You're the fucking frontline infantry. It's like, yep, uh, send this asshole to dumbass. <laughs> fucking morons. But I think the Russians also, they don't care so much about uh, uh, radi nuclear radiation. Like in a poll that they did, they, they said the Russians aren't really scared of radiation. So they, they basically support new war and they think that they can survive it. Because they, they think that unless you get hit directly by the nuke, then you won't, you won't really die. Whereas everybody else in the Western world wants to avoid that at all costs. The other thing is that could be a problem is that Saudi Arabia uh, considering do, uh, dealing selling oil to the to the Russia or buying sorry buying Russian oil in UN instead of the dollar so that will weaken the dollar if, if the dollar isn't the reserve currency anymore then the UN UN becomes the Chinese currency becomes the reserve currency then that's going to damage the American economy like it'll collapse the entire country Wasted, we're fucked. I mean, if anyone wants to know right now, we're completely fucked. I don't know if we're in like a book of revelations fucked, but it kind of feels like it. Uh -huh. it Everyone's it like arguing we're going to win the war. Yeah, we're going to win the war, but then lose the economy. I don't know. Uh, guys, it's been a good show. I'm glad we did it. It's been a fast show. Um, we don't really, we didn't have a great amount of topics tonight. I'm really, really happy that Tommy joined us. Tommy, is there anything you want to say before we punch out? Uh, I might be able to join next week too. Fucking A, man. We would look forward to that and be glad to have you on. Wasted, is there anything you want to say before we punch out? Uh, be true to yourself and you'll never fall. There you go. Good one. Mr. Gene R. Liars? <laughs> I do. I have, a, I have a correction to make about what we were talking about before and restaurants, brands, international. Um, 
I mixed up my brands. Um, so, um, yeah, everything I said about uh, them closing the road, so it doesn't, it's, it's Burger King, it's not KFC. I made a mistake. Sorry, everyone. Uh, I think it's both. What's that? It might be both. No, KFC is owned by um, Yum Brands. It's a KFC, Taco Bell, and um, oh, okay. it's a hut is owned by Yum Brands, and then Restaurants International. It's actually half Canadian companies, Tim Hortons and Burger King. So, yeah. <laughs> well, gentlemen, after that thrilling news, it's we're glad to have another fat cast in the books. We hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, guys, please ask us some AMAs. We'll be glad to answer. And uh, next week, we'll have more topics, and uh, we'll be back. And remember, folks. Took the blame